I've been browsing. Treading water that they drown. I head on a swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 194 of the Smash Accept podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyDadFF. I am back after a week of being sick. I apologize for no content last week, but I'm back ready to roll. And Snoog, we're in week number 11. Like this has been, I know this is your first year podcast and it's like when you start doing more content, you start doing these things, man, it, it just flies by. It seems like you and I just did those rookie talks, you know, where, where we first met, which was what, in March or February? It, it feels like that was just a couple of weeks ago, and now we're almost three-quarters of the way done through the season. Yeah, we're almost we're almost at that time of talking 2024 class with everybody and creating content and creating pods on there. Can't wait for that. Rookie talk's always the best. Speaking of rookies, though, Dad, C.J. Stroud is playing MVP caliber football. He is. I literally think he is a top three candidate right now what he's doing that Texans team was literally the second worst team in the NFL last year they're a fringe playoff team four and one against teams with a winning record he's on pace for 5,000 yards and he's been lighting up the league with Tank Dell and Nico Collins so I kind of want to start this off hot I want want to start out right off when we were doing those podcasts who was my QB one overall in the class you know what I mean we we were talking Stroud there for the longest time I, I think at this point, I mean, I'm not in on the MVP discussion just based on the record. Like, it's been remarkable what he's done. But, you know, we haven't had a rookie win it since, what, Jim Brown. We haven't had a guy yeah. with that kind of record. But the what he's been able to do, the fact that he's even in the conversation on a team that we thought was going to be, what, 500 at best? Maybe, maybe even, you know, might be a team that wins four or five games. He's been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, he's been absolutely a sniper in the pocket, and that's what we said all throughout the processes. He he was the clear best passer in this mm-hmm. class. Bryce Young was great. Richardson's also a great quarterback, but they're not on C.J. Stroud's level in the pocket and the way he can make plays, extending them. He avoids sacks like a monster. Everyone said he was a statue QB, but we know that's not true. We saw the Georgia game. We saw what he's doing in the NFL. Everyone said now that he's not throwing to Marvin Harrison, Garrett Wilson, all these guys, he's going to regress. Now he's throwing to a third round tank down Nico Collins, who's never done anything in the league before CJ Stroud, and he's on pace for 5K. So every year we do this, and the you know, the quarterback that pops off or the player that really comes out. I mean, I got a question for you because I know you were gonna ask me, so I'm just flipping it right back on you. Right now, if you had the choice between CJ Stroud and the 101, you know, in, in Superflex for Caleb Williams, what would you choose? We were talking about this before. I really do think it's way closer than everybody on Twitter is going to say it is. I I truly believe that CJ Stroud will be as good, if not better, of a pro than Caleb Williams. Just the way he manipulates the pocket, can extend the plays, throw on the run. He's a leader, excellent IQ. He can literally identify any defense. He's, He's done it all. He's been throwing at a high level on all three levels of the football field. It's not like he's just dinking and dunking. Like he, he's making all three level passes. So I, I truly think he is like up fighting to get into that. Like if he wins some games and, and the Texans are a playoff team within the next two to three years and he makes some noise there, I think he's going to be in that like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert conversation if, if he's not already. So 
I truly think C.J. Stroud could easily be more valuable than Caleb Williams, especially if Caleb Williams goes to, like, Chicago Bears. Like, what what's he going to do there? It's going to be a lot of struggle for him early on. He'll still be the one-on-one, but both are going to be phenomenal pros. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm taking whatever side I can get a plus on. I mean, you know, when a guy has a, a great year one or year two, look at Trevor Lawrence or, or Justin Fields. Both of those guys were valued over the 101, you know, six months ago. And right now I would rather have Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, or Bijan Robinson in that same area rather than both of them. You know, and I, I think that's the thing. We got to look at like what CJ Stroud was able to do. Are we taking that, you know, and saying now we at least know the known commodity or are we just saying that one one is just going to keep rising and rising in value, you know? So it's like all things considered, I think it's a, a fun debate. I think definitely Stroud is in that conversation where in this particular rookie class, what he was falling to 105, you know, in some cases 106, yeah. which was an absolute steal. So, I mean, that's that's a great way to get things, you know, kicked off there. In the in the same token, I mean, we talk about what the 101 is worth, you know, and we're going to do an entire pod on that yeah, right after this one. But Anthony Richardson, I think, is an interesting guy to talk about because what we saw in his two starts were, were top five quarterbacks, you know, both times top five fantasy quarterback finishes. What I got to say is if you're in a rebuild right now and you have CJ Stroud or you have, you know, one of these other quarterbacks, how high should we be valuing Anthony Richardson? You know, has it, I have not dropped him personally in my rankings at all. You know, I, I have a couple shares where I'm, I'm willing to trade him for Kyler Murray for maybe give a little bit in one of them. I traded, I gave up Anthony Richardson for CJ Stroud in a second. You definitely can't do that anymore, but you might be able to add a second to get to CJ Stroud. So, I mean, talk to me a little bit about how you'd go about acquiring Anthony Richardson on a rebuild and, and what you'd be willing to pay, you know, to get his services. Cause you're also winning by, by shaving off these points the rest of the season. Yeah. He's still in that like QB nine, QB 10 ish range for me. I mean, the guy had four rushing touchdowns in like two and two and a half games. So, I mean, he's just an absolute monster. He's like that prototype Cam Newton that we we all wanted to see again. And, and that Steichen offense is no better situation. He'd go to land it in with, with Josh Downs, Michael Pittman, Pierce, Jonathan Taylor. He didn't even get to play with. Mm-hmm. Offensive line's been much better this year. Defense has been pretty solid. Like this Colts team is actually a lot better than everyone thought. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're what, four and five, five and yeah. four. Like they're in that kind of range where they, they can make some noise. And I, I truly think Richardson would have kept it going like 22 Point nine and thirty three. He finishes a top four quarterback in both full games he played this year as as a rookie. Like usually you see the struggles. He wasn't turning the ball over. He was looking great. He was running the ball great. The injuries are a little bit of a concern, but that's that's with every rushing quarterback. So <laughs> I would be looking to kind of tear up from like those Dak Prescotts, yeah. the Sean Watsons. I would add a ton on top of Bryce Young to get Richardson. It's like those the little things like that that you could do that that make people say, "Oh, this guy's injury prone." Like. He's missing the whole year. Go to the guy that maybe needed him this year and like go get Richardson and then go get Josh Dobbs. So you can play Dobbs if you're a competing team until Richardson's back next year. It's the little things like just because he's hurt doesn't mean you can't buy him. If you're a contender, you Mm -hmm. can actually get him for cheaper. If the other contending team has him and needs another quarterback, move your Deshaun Watson's your Dak Prescott's and then go buy Dobbs for a second. You're in gold. What I'm trying to do is I'm moving. uh, If I'm rebuilding, I'm moving. Lamar Jackson for Anthony Richardson plus I'm moving straight up for Kyler Murray those three guys I want to talk keep trade cut right now Lamar Jackson Kyler Murray and Anthony Richardson 
Definitely keeping Lamar. I think I just bumped Kyler up over Richardson a little bit, but I honestly think I'd keep Richardson just for him being only 21. That one's so close to me. that They're literally like 9 and 10 for me. Honestly, they're both probably over Trevor Lawrence now. I'm so I, sick of Trevor Lawrence, and you know I love Trevor Lawrence, but yeah. like that's just adjusting. Like he's just playing like a bum. They're winning, sure. He's, he's not QB putting up 19. any points. I think he's he playing game manager football. He didn't get better than he did last year. Yeah. So I, I think I think it's like whoever I can get the plus on is going to be the guy that I want out of out of Kyler and Richardson. So for me, I and this is this is what I really wanted to talk about today is like. I have moved Kyler Murray into that same tier as Lamar and Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. We knew that was going to happen. Yep. What I saw, and I watched every single snap of that game, I saw you know guys that come off this type of injury, guys that come off major injuries like this, are usually they play with trepidation. They play with some, some pause. Kyler Murray, six for 55, he was running it like instantly. No pause, just ran the ball, ran for a touchdown again. He had a little bit of rust when he was passing. But I am comfortable starting Kyler Murray. I am not comfortable starting Lamar Jackson at all right now. I mean, Lamar Jackson, five out of the last six games, has one touchdown or none. He Only one game does he have two touchdowns in the last six weeks. And frankly, I mean, I have him on teams where I have Josh Dobbs. I have Brock Purdy. Both of those teams, all, I have three shares of Lamar. All three of them would be almost undefeated. If I sat Lamar Jackson every week and he's on your team and you just can't, right? Like Lamar Jackson is that guy where you start him and he puts up 15, you put him on his bench and he puts up 35, you know, and and we haven't been seeing those 35s, but in dynasty, I am trading Lamar Jackson wherever I have him period. Six weeks, Lamar Jackson has one game over 20 points. Yeah. Over 17 points. And, and when we look at it, I mean, what have you done for me lately, right? I, I think Kyler Murray had 18 fantasy points in his first game back and looked looked great. If someone came to me, if I have Lamar Jackson and they offer me Kyler Murray in a second, I'm smashing it. I'm sorry. Like, that's just where I'm at. I am so tired of Lamar Jackson. I am trying to actively shop all of my shares. And I know a lot of people are going to say that's crazy. They're going to say, you know what? Lamar Jackson's been this, been that. But Snoog, I mean, you know, I have him in a, in the league. You and I are in Smash Nine. I traded. I got Lamar in a second for Trevor Lawrence. You know, and that still has worked out for me. But this is a situation where you just don't feel comfortable starting him. And if he's 26 years old, how long do you see Lamar Jackson playing at the way he plays? You know, I mean, like his he's he's adapted his game a little bit. He's 72 percent completion percentage is through the roof. He's looked great in that sense, but the rushing isn't quite there as much. The, the deep shots, I mean, he's struggling. Zay Flowers, he's missed him on five or six deep balls this year, which would change this the stats completely. So sell me on Lamar Jackson, right? Everybody in the Discord's like, what do I do with him? How do I how do I navigate this? Sell me on why you would want to keep him. Yeah, but I, th- I still think he's one of the best rushing quarterbacks, if not the best in, in the NFL. And, and he's playing in a dual threat offense with Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers. That's pretty much it. They don't really have that great of a run game, but they've been a good team. Their offensive line's great. Defense is playing lights out. They're winning games, and I think Lamar Jackson's due for those big games he always has. Like He'll have those 30-point, those 40-point games and six-point. 
but, but he's also going to give you, I mean, like I just said, 17 points. He hasn't passed that in six weeks. I mean, that 133-point game, which is like, all right, I won my week because of Lamar, but you're losing the rest of them if he's your best player. We're six months behind where he was falling almost to the second round because we were worried about contract situation. We were worried about injury history. I mean, look at the last two years when we get down to the playoffs, you you you, you don't have him. Like, right, you just don't have Lamar Jackson. On the season right now, he has – you know, a QB8, a QB3, a QB4, a QB9, and a QB2, but the rest of them, and this is the this is the worry for me, right? Like a lot of people are saying they're panicking on Josh Allen, and I, I look, I mean, people are saying Josh Allen's been playing like crap the last month. If you look, he's been QB4, QB1, QB4, QB15. When Lamar doesn't hit, it's QB20, QB28, QB27. I mean, you can tell two possessions into the game, what this is going to be, right? Is it the Ravens are going to trounce them and they're going to be running the ball the entire game. I am out on Lamar Jackson. If I can, if I can tear up to Jalen and Josh or, you know, and give a first, I'm for it. If I can tear down, but the saving grace and all of that 18 leagues, I'm in 14 of them. I got Joshua Dobbs, the Joshua Dobbs, sir, Joshua Dobbs. He has been, Phenomenal, right? Like we were on this roller coaster ride of Josh Dobbs starting, and you're like, okay, this is nice. You know, he's putting up back end QB one weeks. He was a QB twelve overall when he when the Cardinals traded him, and then he gets traded, and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? Where's he going to go? You know, he's and then he goes to Minnesota, and you're like, okay, maybe Hall has a good week. Josh Dobbs is on another level right now. Like, right, this dude has moved himself all the way up to QB seven overall. Back to back top five QB one weeks. Now we got to start talking about things, right? Like this is why listening to this podcast and you and I talk about these things back and forth. Like I was advocating picking up Joshua Dobbs at week two. Now we have him everywhere. What are you doing with Josh Dobbs? My question for you is, and people are asking me, so Josh Dobbs or a late 24 first if you're a contender and you're in, you're struggling for that QB two. Yeah, I, I honestly think Josh Dobbs is not worth the first. I got, I think it's too hard to predict if he can secure that. And I mean, if he keeps playing lights out, maybe he'll land like a little like Geno Smith like contract, and then it's like we're looking yes. at that all over again. And we were talking about Geno Smith all offseason as worth a twenty four first. He's not now, but he was. Yeah, I, I think. I think Dobbs, with the way he's been playing in such a short notice, two games with Minnesota, barely any practice, and he's been a QB1, and now he's getting Justin Jefferson back. Like He can only get better. You know what I mean? So that Absolutely. I think I think given two seconds is fair. I, I would do it. I, I have him in a few leagues, and like I've been offered a second and a third. I've been offered two seconds. I, I won't do it because I need him. But like if if there's like the contending team that scooped him off off the waivers, like go go to them, say he's only hurting you. Like you yeah, don't yeah. need these points. I am not selling him for two seconds. I would need a 24 first, and then I might even ask for a little bit back. Like I think I would pay a 25 first hands down for Josh Dobbs right now. And I know most people were saying, yeah, you know, he's not even worth a second. Dude, the way he's played. What's been going on in Minnesota, them winning the last six games? If he goes out and makes the playoffs with this team, they're not in a position where they they have a lot of trade equity to go out there and do things. Maybe they bring 
Cousins back on a cheaper deal back in there. But I think Josh Dobbs proves to be the cheapest option as a great bridge quarterback for Minnesota. He's getting Justin Jefferson back either this week or next week. I think Josh Dobbs is just a premium buy if you're in that situation where it's like, I'm going to make the playoffs and I don't really have a QB2. Go out there and do that. Now, if you're rebuilding, and I had a lot of people asking this, what your point was was great. It was right on. Is like if I'm rebuilding, I want to tear up from Josh Dobbs, right? I want to I want to add something to get. I want to I want to look at the guy that had Anthony Richardson. I want to look at the guy that had Derek Carr. I want to look at the guy that has Lamar Jackson. He's struggling, and I think it's a matter of, you know, he's that perfect tool right now to get you to one place or the other. Yeah, exactly, and. Like I, I don't know what happened with Kirk Cousins. I, I Dobbs is playing just as good as Kirk Cousins did, but he he has more of that like dog in him. Like he he will lay it out on the line. He he'll put his body on the line. He's great rushing. So Dobbs is definitely a very cheap option for your contending teams right now. And he's a guy that could land that Geno Smith contract. And once Jefferson comes back, we could see even better numbers. As crazy as that is to say. It's getting a little choked up here, you know. When I talk about Josh Dobbs, I get a little excited. You know, it's like when I started talking about rebuilding teams, when I start talking about 24 first, you just see me light up. Josh Dobbs is like a he's like like a son to me. So let's start talking about some of these other guys right now. I mean, Dak Prescott has been the QB one over the last three weeks. Dak Prescott has put up insane numbers, and you and I were saying it a couple weeks ago. Like, if everybody's selling and trying to get rid of Dak Prescott. Why wouldn't you be buying? You know, like he was going for late first right now. Rest of the season, how high should we be up on Dak Prescott? I mean, it was a month ago where you and I were saying, you know what? Maybe out of the buy, he starts throwing to CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb has been the wide receiver one. He's been the QB one. Why shouldn't we be investing in Dak Prescott? Like he's like that. We talk about Kirk Cousins is that missionary position of the quarterback, you know, and like nobody wanted him, but he's he always puts up those numbers. Dak's always in that top 15 discussion and right now he's playing the best football of his career yeah i mean he's been the qb1 the past four weeks i think he's literally averaging like 30 something points per game and the schedule is only getting better and we want a better schedule for him because the defense is so good that they're going to keep him in games i think he's great and i think he's going to continue to get better and better he's still going to be that same old like dak but he's a great stat patter and he can put up big games he's he reminds me of like a younger version of like a Kirk Cousins, but with rushing upside. And he's been giving us those rushing touchdowns. So I really like it a lot. And I I, th- I think Dak, it was a great value because early on he was so bad. You could get him. He was probably mm-hmm. like in that QB 18 range. He was falling a lot. I think I got him for a late 24 first straight up in a 6.12 man super flex league. So big steal for my end. I have a lot of Dak and I have a lot of Herbert. So they've been falling for my teams lately. Those two, that pair has been great. I think they combined for like 90 points last week. So, mm-hmm. in, in the same tier area, I have three quarterbacks, and I want to do a little keep trade cut here uh, between Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, and Bryce Young. Definitely keeping Dak. Who was the other one? Jared, other Goff, Jared Goff and Bryce Young. I, I'm going to – Trade Goff, I'm going to cut Bryce Young. How bad? I think the window on Bryce Young ever being like really good for fantasy is like way too long to wait. So I'd just rather get Goff, have him be like a low-end QB1 for the next two to three years and just 
Goff yeah, is the, the premium buy there. I mean, obviously he is – you could still get him for a 24 first and a toss in at this point. Like I have him worth a mid first because if you're a contender right now, you look at the rest of the schedule, I have him as a top 10 quarterback. You look at what he, he's been able to do this past week. I mean, he absolutely balled out again. And Jared Goff keeps putting up points. You know, obviously we're going to take a little victory lap there on Jameer Gibbs. But this offense, I mean, right now he's the QB 12. This week he was the QB 8. You look at what he's done. He, and at, unlike what we talked about with Lamar Jackson, you know, he's been right there. He's been he's had five QB 1 weeks, two solid QB 2 weeks, you know, and and two fringe QB 2 weeks. So he's been right there. The schedule gets really nice for him. And I think Jared Goff is a absolute smash buy because this is like – he was valued in that same area as Kirk Cousins, but he's 29 years old. Like he's in the prime of his career for the way that he plays. You look at what he has down the stretch, Denver in week 15, Minnesota in week 16, Dallas. And I'm not worried about Dallas's defense in that one as much because Denver has a high power offense. And I think, or I'm sorry, not Denver. Jeez. Detroit has a high power offense. And I think that'll be a little bit more of a shootout than people actually are willing to bet, even though Dallas is a tough matchup. So I think Jared Goff, is a great buy there. Moving over to Bryce Young. Man, I'm trying to sell him on a – I'm a team that's looking to contend. What are you going to get? You know, like, could you get Jared Goff straight up? I couldn't. I was trying to. You know, I ended up having to trade Jordan Addison straight up for Jared Goff to get it myself into a playoff position. You know, and I, I, I need that quarterback. What can you do with Bryce Young? Like, how much of a gap now is there between – say, I mean, the gap between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud is astronomical. But, I mean, even to get to Dak Prescott, what do you got to add? I, I think there's a big gap between Dak and Bryce Young in, in fantasy football, at least. I, I think Dak, like, look at what Dak's scoring, look at Bryce's scoring, and depends, I guess, if you're rebuilding. But I just – the issue with Bryce Young is the tangibles are there, the, the leadership. He's, he's a smart, good football player, but – like being five foot ten is not helpful at all, especially when you're not a mobile quarterback. So he doesn't offer rushing upside. He doesn't have the weapons to put up four thousand, five thousand yards. He's gonna have to be like a Justin Herbert, C.J. Stroud, Joe Burrow level passer to be an elite quarterback in the NFL. And I'm just not sure if that ever will happen, especially in Carolina. So that's the only issue. If he, we talked about another guy, where honestly. If Sam Howell had the draft capital, if he was a guy that was a first-round quarterback, how high up would you have him in your rankings? Right now, he's the QB3 overall. In the last six games, he's been QB5, QB8, QB23, QB1, QB10, QB4. You know, there was a lot of skepticism in the beginning of, oh, you know, a little wishy-washy up-down this week. You know, he had that Buffalo game where he had less than one fantasy point. But now, he looks like the perfect storm, right? A defense that is giving up, you know, bottom three scoring opportunity or top three, like they're giving up tons of points weapons with Dotson and Logan Thomas and Terry McLaurin and Brian Robinson, who's been playing really well. I mean, this is like that perfect storm where all three things come together with Sam Howell's talent. And he is a QB one rest of the season. I think he keeps the job. Like I think he plays well enough that he keeps the job here and he was going like Josh Jobs, he was worth a second. You, are you paying a first for Sam Howell now? Yeah, I, I think he's worth a late first. I mean, he's playing great, and he's I, 
what is he QB three QB four right now? So playing lights out, and he's just throwing the football all over the field, making phenomenal throws. I know you saw that throw off his back foot, thread the needle through three defenders, and then that was the game winning drive right there. So or the game tying drive to send it overtime. So I mean, Sam Howell is great. I think he's going to continue to get better. This is like I hate to say this because this is just like not a it's a casual thing to say, but it's like technically his rookie year because he's yeah. finally getting to play a full season. I mean, he started one game last year. Jordan Love, same thing, and look at the difference in play between the two of them. So mm-hmm. I think Sam Howell was always underrated. He should have been a, a first-round pick. I always said that. The the commander's got a steal in the fifth round. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm buying for that first. Now we got to play a little keep trade cut, same tier. I have Sam Howell, Will Levis, and Brock Purdy. I think all three of them are worth a late first. You could throw Jordan Love in here if you wanted to, you know, into that area. But like, if you got to do these three guys, who you keeping? Who you trading? Who you cutting? Because the only guy that has the draft capital is Will Levis. Yeah, right? I'm. I'm gonna cut him though. I am too. I am so low on Will Levis. I think he stinks. I mean, the, you missed your sell window after that first one. He's had two straight that were not all that pretty. You know, I know there were some people saying that they would be willing to trade him in that same area or wanted to rank him in his CJ Stroud area. And it's like, you know, you got to see things. This is why we talk about a lot, right? You want to react, but you don't want to overreact the last two weeks. He's, he's definitely struggled. Brock Purdy and Sam Howe, I think are in, you know, I think if you flip flop their situations, like Sam Howe's through the roof, right? If he's in that same system, but both of these guys are putting up QB one numbers. Are you keeping Purdy or keeping Howe? Purdy's situation so much safer, and it seems like the 49ers are just so committed to him. So I think it's keep him and then trade Howell, but it's close. Like Howell's putting up them points, and he, and Terry and Dotson is a big difference between Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle and CMZ. So I'm excited. Yep. I like it a lot. Um, I want to talk about some guys that are going to win you your leagues, right? I mean, right now, one thing I've been putting out a series out there, and I put it out for running backs this past week was, you know, trail the touches. Now I put trail the touchdowns. We got to look who plays these teams, you know, like who are the teams that are giving up the points, what's happening right now. And if you look at the teams that give up the most touchdowns, I mean, right now the passing touchdowns, the Eagles, the commanders, the bears and the Broncos are giving up two touchdowns per week passing on average, right? On average. That means they're going to be giving up even more, you know, and you got to start playing these matchups. You got to start thinking ahead, you know, this week, if you look, Dobbs plays the Broncos. Goff plays the Bears. You're trying to get into those situations. How much do you look at the playoff schedule? How much do you look at, like, man, who who the commander is going to play in the playoffs? Who the Bears going to play in the playoffs? Like, I think the more I play Dynasty, the more I start looking at this this time of year where, you know, week 10, it's like I got to start formulating a plan, right? I want that best lineup out there. And if the difference between QB1 and QB2 is that – my guys play in, you know, a, a tough secondary like the Raiders mm-hmm. or this guy's playing somebody garbage like the Commanders. Yeah, exactly. I, I try not to look too much into that, though, because I think like matchup does matter. But it's like, all right, Sam Howell. Yeah, he's playing for the Commanders. Decent line, probably not great. Not a great run game. Brian Robinson's not been like outstanding. Mm hmm. Yes, Terry, who's who's considered like a, a true wide receiver one in the NFL, whether the stats or not say it, he, he can separate on all three levels. I think he's a top 20, top 24 guy for sure. Yeah. Dotson but I'm, gonna, slot. 
looking more at the defensive matchup, right? Like I want to play whoever the Eagles are playing. They're giving up two touchdowns and 275 passing yards. Like I'm starting to try to, to locate who are these matchups to exploit? Who are these guys that I want to take advantage of? And right now it's Eagles, commanders, bears, Broncos, lions, chargers, dolphins, and Cardinals. If you can get any of those eight guys in your week, 15, 16, 17 matchup, and that's something too. I mean, we talk about trying to get that buy, but you got to realize what you're playing for. Like if you're, you're not trying to trade for that guy with the elite week 15 matchup, if you're going to get a buy. So start to, to formulate that plan, start to look at what some of those playoff schedules look like, because guys like Brock Purdy have an absolute phenomenal schedule at the end of the season. Like the, some of these teams, these guys that are going to go up are going to win you your leagues and you're not going to expect it. Yeah, I mean, matchup does matter. Look at Denver Broncos. Like Miami dropped 70 on them. They let up so much points to the running back position. So it's definitely a thing to keep an eye on for quarterback, especially like like you said, Brock Purdy. Like say he goes up against the Eagles. They, they've been one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL, although their run defense and their, their front seven's phenomenal. They have one of the best front sevens. <laughs> Riddick, Carter, all, the, all these studs, Cox, all these elite D linemen. But when, when your secondary's playing soft coverage the whole game and letting up a ton of yards, empty yards over the top. It's hard for that defense to perform like it did last year. Like Slay and Bradbury were on fire last year together. And now it seems like it's Bradbury that's just letting the slot eat them alive. So I think matchup matters. I'm not sure. Do the commanders get the Eagles again? Uh, No, no, they've already played twice. Right now, what I'm looking, the biggest name I'm looking at, and the guy that, I mean, obviously he's right behind me over here on the side. It's Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray gets the Bears and the Eagles in week 16 and 17. Those are potential 30-point fantasy weeks for a guy that by that time he will be, you know, he's going to have his bye. He's going to refresh the legs. He's going to get everything going. And, man, I mean, I am excited to see what he can do for the fantasy playoffs. I know I keep talking about Kyler Murray, but this is just that, that investment that I've been talking about since March. Like, dude, why? Why is he so cheap? And you see him come back, and he just does it right off the bat. So I, I'm big on looking at those guys. I'm big at looking at, you know, and that's a series I'm going to continue putting out there of along with the weekly stuff is just to say, you know, who are we playing this week? Like who are those guys that we got to start getting, looking down further, trying to get that scenario where I want that dream, dream situation for those quarterbacks. Who's the guy that you're looking at right now where you're just like, dad, this is someone that I got to buy. I know – I've been talking about it everywhere. It's like, I only own eight different quarterbacks. Like across all my leagues, I have eight guys. It's yeah. I, ha- I only have one Mahomes share, so I don't really count him. But it's Jalen and Josh. I And then I have, you know, I have one Dak share. But the rest of them is Kyler, Hal, Fields, Stroud, and Dobbs. And that's pretty much it. You know, like I picked up a couple Purdy shares here and there. But I don't own anybody in that QB 16 to 32 range. Like the Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Jordan Love, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Geno Smith, Matthew Stafford, Baker, Levis, Young. I, I just I, I've always played Superflex that way. It's like, you know what? I'm gonna pay up at that quarterback position. We talked about it in the offseason, right? When we're doing our drafts, dude, we're trying to get two elite level quarterbacks. So who's the guy for you that you just gotta have? I have a ton of Justin Herbert just because I mean I, he's like QB four and they had their buy already and he's been playing with a broken finger. Um, yeah, I know a little bit more on that finger and it definitely wasn't a good injury to have for him at all. So 
I think once that starts to heal more, then it'll be better, more comfortable for him to go under center. I know they've been doing a lot more shotgun for that reason, a lot mm-hmm. less play action, and they've been a great play action team. So Justin Herbert's a guy that's been just absolutely phenomenal, and I really like him. And, and I'm also trying to buy a lot more of Kyler Murray, and that's another guy that I have a lot of shares of, but I don't have enough, I feel like, because I think he's still being undervalued. Mm-hmm. He's still like in like that QB 12 to 14 range for some people. So he's a guy that I really want more of because I have him much higher. I have him like that eight nine range. I have yep, I have him in that eight nine range. And a guy that I had in that range that I have just outside that range, who I think is the ultimate dice roll, right? The ultimate dice roll. And you know who I'm gonna say it's Justin Fields. The last two games before his injury was QB three, QB one in points per carry, put up thirty five and forty, and that's the kind of guy that you get. He has Detroit in twice in week 11 and week 14, Minnesota in week 12, and then Arizona and Atlanta, both bottom five defenses in week 16 and 17. And the guy's going to be playing for a job, right? I mean, Justin Fields has those legs. He's going to be running like crazy. And I think if you have a guy like Justin Fields, you make sure you go get a Josh Dobbs. Like Josh Dobbs is, I know I've, that's pretty much just going to be the name of the podcast, but you go get Josh Dobbs wherever you can to back up your fields, to back up your Murray, back up your Dak, Lamar, guys that could possibly get injured. You, if you have a trade deadline, you have to get Josh Dobbs now. Yeah, he, he's he's honestly the main guy. I'm going to go through tonight, just send out offers in all my leagues for Josh Dobbs because he's a guy that I really yeah. want more of. I don't have enough of him. I wish I was completely on top of him during the waiver wire, but Hard to keep up with the waiver wire when you have 29 leagues. So you're not getting them from me. As many as I could. Shout out to my boy Rumpy. He was like, dude, I went and I was, you keep talking about Josh Dobbs. So I looked and got, went to try to trade him and all the leagues were in. And I'm like, yeah, I have them all. Sorry. You know, that's when you believe in a guy and he's that cheap, when you can get a super flex quarterback, you go in there and you get it. Um, the, the other question I keep getting everybody right now is like, these are guys that I want to play a little keep trade cut because. I, I struggle with it personally myself of like, what do you do with these particular quarterbacks? I'm never big into this particular tier, but for me, I want to know your keep trade cut. And I know I just talked about fields, but Kyler Murray, or not Kyler Murray, Tua Tagovailoa, Trevor Lawrence, and Justin Fields. Keep one, trade one, cut I mean, one, and you're a playoff team. I'll keep Tua, I'll trade T-Law, I'll cut Fields. I still believe in Tila. I still think he's a really talented player. He has everything there. He, he has the weapons are there now, though. around him. The coaching's there. Everything's there. I think he'll figure it out. I don't know what the deal is, though. But, I mean, this is a guy that was a 4,000-yard passer in his second year after having one of the worst statistical rookie seasons yeah. ever on one of the worst teams ever. So, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he won a playoff game last year. So, I'm still a believer in him. And He, he was a good – I think he was QBA overall last year. So, Mm-hmm. I, I was a big Trevor Lawrence fan, but you have to adjust. Like he, he is not playing great. You got to adjust. Same with Lamar Jackson. Like he is just not playing elite fantasy football. Like he's really not. And people will try to sit there and tell you he is. Okay, elite quarterbacks put up twenty points a game consistently. They don't put up eleven. They don't put up nine. They don't put up mm-hmm. ten. Yeah. They don't put up ten points to seventeen points in six straight weeks. Like that's just not an elite what, quarterback. What would you pay? I think he'll get there though. Yeah. What would you pay for him? Because right now, I'm not going to lie, I have him as my QB 12. I never thought I'd be that low on – and if you if you count, I mean, I would rather have May or Caleb Williams. So if we're talking about next year right now, I mean, I could see him in that QB 14 range. 
And I know that sounds absolutely crazy to say a name like Trevor Lawrence, but I mean, I'm clearly taking Burrow, Herbert, Stroud, Jackson, Richardson. I would take two over him. I'd take Kyler over him. I'd, I'd even debate fields. You know, like I know that sounds crazy, but we're talking about fantasy football. We're not talking about, you know, actual NFL quarterback. We're talking fantasy. And I would take both the rookies next year. So what would you pay for him if you're if you're if you're trying to buy in on a Trevor Lawrence? I'd give two late firsts, like that two first lane. That's what lane. I have. But yeah. what what like 108, what? one or or later? Mid to late. So I, I'd be fine giving up like 107s, 108s. Okay. One of sixes, maybe. Yeah. Five I just was, think he's gonna get that. I think he's gonna get that contract. Like I think he's gonna. I'm pretty confident yeah. he's gonna. So I that contract matters because that's just security right there. Just so I'm, re- I'm rebuilding. I own Trevor zero Trevor Lawrence shares. Okay. Full full disclosure. You know how I am with certain guys. I just don't own them at all. And I'm in a rebuild situation. And the guy wants uh shout out to Corey P. 33, awesome guy in the in the uh in the Discord and the Patreon. And he he sent me a great offer, you know, but I don't want it. He offered me Trevor Lawrence, Jordan Love, and Christian Watson three for one for Joe Burrow. And I can't take it. I just I can't take it. Yeah. I, I, Should I take it? Burrow. I I know, but it's like if that was an offer in March, and that's why we do this, right? If that was the offer in March. That's a smash except, right? Like it's not even close. Yeah, I would take it three for one. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. It's it's a weird, weird situation, but um, looking at trading off players like that. Right, right, and I you're gonna that was the league where I traded CJ Stroud plus to get Burrow. So let's not let's not go there yet. You know, if you're in a rebuild, don't trade up. That was my uh, my big. My big issue in the offseason. What are you saying to the guys right now that own Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Geno Smith, Matthew Stafford? Oof. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I, right? I didn't even mention if you own, I mean, if you're you're not even talking playoffs, if you own Mac Jones and Kenny Pickett and, oh. you know, Zach Wilson, like, you don't, you don't belong in the playoffs. Aiden O'Connell, I'd rather have Baker Mayfield than than all of them <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm playing for it. But, what do you do here with Russell Wilson's had an occasional good game? Derek Carr is a roller coaster. He had a couple nice 300 yard games. Geno played good against Washington, but he doesn't get to play the Commanders every single week. Matthew Stafford's got that injury to his. I mean, what are you doing here, right? Like, because you're going to have to pay a crazy amount. I feel like we have such a divide in the super flex industry, you know, between the guys that are in that top 16 and then everybody else below that. You gotta I just. Give, I would give seconds. I think I think Stafford Carr they'll still give you those big games like they'll they'll give you those three hundred yard games with a couple of touchdowns and and you need that especially if you have like like a like a Kyler and a Burrow or like a pair like that and you're playing at a high level and when one of them just goes down with injury or one of them has a bye week or anything happens like you need that guy to come in and play at a high level or give you the chance of playing at a high level for that week or two or forever yeah. long you need so i like to go into the playoffs with every single roster with three healthy quarterbacks if not four in super flex yeah. and by fourth it's like a dobbs or a baker or even like an aiden o'connell yeah. just dobbs somebody is, because i dobbs had a league QB too man it's I had dobbs. A league last year and i had stafford i had lamar jackson and i had somebody else 
someone else that got hurt, and I had n- none of them for the playoff stretch. All mm-hmm. three of them were hurt. Lamar had yeah, that like yeah. knee sprain, and I mm-hmm. and I had to pick up Trace McSorley for a week, and then I couldn't play a quarterback because he stopped playing. Yeah. So no I literally chance. didn't have a single quarterback at that at my slot. And I lost, and my team is unbelievable. Like, it was one of the best teams in the league by far. Should never so, be the never a trade deadline quarterback team. Never a trade deadline, but we're gonna do a little segment here. Yeah, we had one in that league, of course. <laughs> Dobbs for Dubs. All right, I'm gonna match a quarterback. You tell me if you'd rather have that that quarterback or Josh Dobbs. You ready? Yep. Stafford. Dobbs. Gino. Dobbs. Russell. Dobbs. Carr. Dobbs. I think I'd rather Russ than Dobbs just with the security, but that's close. All right. Now we get Will Levis. Dobbs. Someone yelled at me today. I was like, I yo, I'd rather, Will I'd rather I own so Dobbs bad. right now. Uh, Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Yeah. I think that's the line, right? Jordan Love. Dobbs. Yeah. I don't like Love right. either. Okay. Deshaun Watson. Watson. Yeah. See, that's the I, contract I'm there. The I mean, contract's it's huge. Watson. He actually had a couple flashes last game where he started to look like himself again, but that's at Ravens. Yeah. Also, we're talking about looking at teams that play. Don't start anybody against the Ravens. Like, if you got to look at the that Ravens secondary is phenomenal. Like they are shutting quarterbacks down. They get Burrow this week. But when you start to look at the playoffs, like I I'm worried legitimately. I mean, week 15, it's Trevor Lawrence. Week 16, it's Brock Purdy. Week 17, it's Tua. There's, there's, you know, there's a potential for some shootouts there, but I think those Ravens are going to really bring people down a little bit. So I'm, I'm just, let's, let's keep going with the Dobbs hype. I love it. So if you have Justin Fields and you're trying to tear down to Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs and a, and the 107 or Justin Fields? I'd take the Dobbs. side. 106. If I can get like a good, yeah, if I can get like a good first, I'd take the Dobbs side. So 106, 107. Like an elite first. Like that, I think 106 <laughs> is what it would have to be. Okay. All right. What about, let's, let's keep playing a couple a couple different trade offers here because I'm, I'm entertaining this one. Lamar Jackson or Jared Goff in the 108? I think I want a twenty-four I'm going, second. I'm going to take Lamar. I still, I still really think Lamar is such a good player. I mean, he's he's elite. He gives you those big weeks, and Goff's been great in the first. But just what they, I think Lamar could be like an MVP at any moment. He mm-hmm. if he can play at that high level consistently. I don't even like think it's him that's been the issue as much. I think it's just like the rookie receiver with flowers. No, like true stud vet. I mean, like. You can rely on a tight end to be great, which he has been, but it's tough because it's like, I don't know. I get it. I get it. It's uh, tough to go this stuff, guys. I got an offer in today for Justin Herbert, and I think I, I have – I'm short, one running back, and I right now my, my team's looking pretty good. Guy offered me Alvin Kamara, Dak Prescott, and what looks like right now to maybe be the 107 for Justin Herbert. You're the biggest Justin Herbert guy there. I mean, he was fantastic this week. Is he close to jumping into that Josh Allen area? Or is Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, CJ Stroud, that next tier that you want to just load up on? And would you make that kind of trade? Yeah, in fantasy football, I mean, Justin Herbert has 
He has 2,349 passing yards in nine games. And then he also has 17 passing touchdowns. Like this guy's on pace to have 5K yards close to it, if not, and like 30, 40 touchdown passes. So yeah, he's going to have another insane year. If, he's if super you look at, he's got the contract. The only two bad games were against, and we talk about Baltimore. Jets who exposed the everybody. Jets, the Jets and the Chiefs. The Chiefs secondary has been fantastic as well. So it's like every other week, He's been top 12 or better. And I think some people are holding that against him where it's like, oh, he had two bad weeks out of three. Yeah, but it's like 24 points per game. Which every is single one. And he, he's like we talked about with Hal, where you take a guy that has an absolutely horrendous defense, oh my phenomenal God. weapons around him, and then you build that perfect storm. And I think, playoff stretch. Yeah, he's got some nice ones in there for sure. It, it goes New England, Denver, Vegas, Buffalo, Denver. That is beautiful. He's hey, going to light up the Bills, light Bills. up Denver, light up Vegas, light up Denver hey, again. The Raiders low-key have given up 220 yards or less and have not given up more than one touchdown to like 75% of the opponents that they've played. So they're like – they're I think everybody just runs team. all over yeah. them. They, they have a really good pass rush. That's why Max Crosby is just – I watched Max Crosby tackle Jameer Gibbs like nine times in that game. Yeah. Like He's he an absolute problem. freak. I love it, man. This is fun. I love talking about Superflex. Right now, if you guys are going all in, we gave you the names of who we, we advocate. You know, the, the Jared Goffs, the Josh Dobbs, the Brock Purdy, C.J. Stroud. It kind of seems like that's out the window. You're not going to be able to buy a guy like that. But, you know, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. I think now is the time, you know, Snoog is like, you're not going to be able to buy him in two weeks when everybody figures out where they're at in the playoffs. Target those guys that are, you know, we talk about the collapse for Caleb. So many teams are in the middle where they used to always try to fight. Now they're like, oh, maybe I'll just fall out of contention and get into that area. Those teams that are in four, five, six, seven, eight, if they have these guys, target them now. Just go out, make some offers for these quarterbacks, get them on your team because you want to have two elite level quarterbacks and then a Dobbs and then a Purdy and then a, a Goff and a guy that you can mix into the equation if your guys go down. So. Any any parting shots here on Superflex? It's good to be back. You know, like I got a little choked up there about Dobbs and my throat's kind of acting up, but this has been fun. I'm excited to get you know, down through this home stretch. Guys in the Patreon are reaping the rewards right now. Like the guys that are, are, are in there, the, the amount of playoff procedures, the guys that are pushing towards the playoffs that have been in that group are loving it. That's just been fun. So let's talk Superflex. Let's talk Patreon. Let's close it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd, I'd say in Superflex, don't make the same mistake I did. Go into the playoffs with at least three healthy quarterbacks, if not four. Go buy your Bakers. Go buy your Dubs. Go buy those cheap second-round valued rookie. I don't even think you can get Dubs that cheap anymore, but you never no, know. Some people, just, some, people, some people just see Dobbs and just think that maybe, but go, go get those guys. Go get those studs. Load up in that QB room and make sure you guys are making good moves too as well. Like right now is the time. If you have Trevor Lawrence, go get Kyle Murray plus. If you have Trevor mm-hmm. Lawrence, go try to get CJ Stroud. Yeah. Just try to take advantage of people that are stuck on priors during this time of the year mm-hmm. because you need those points. Like Stroud is, I think he's like, I think he's scoring more points per game than Lamar Jackson this year. So it's like, go get Stroud. He's 21 years old, 22 years old. He's an elite quarterback and he's putting up elite numbers. Also, I'm loading up on Kyle Murray as much as I can. So other than that, make sure you guys load up. 
get those veterans, running backs, get everything, get ready for the playoffs because it's coming fast. Next four weeks is that home stretch, and then you're secured. Try to clutch out that one seed as well. I would argue that C.J. Stroud is the fourth most valuable quarterback asset. Not that he's the QB4, but like people are starting to put him up there you know, and they're starting to say, like, I, I have I have Herbert and Burrow over him, but he's just so hot right now that everybody's everybody's making moves. I think there. I, I think Burrow, Herbert, and Hertz have to be over him just because of the weapons there. Like Hertz has the best weapons I've ever seen in my life. Elite offensive line, best O line, good run game, and he offers rushing upside. Allen is just somehow, no matter how bad you think Josh Allen plays. He's always somehow finishing as the QB one or the QB two on the year. He's the QB one overall right now. It's like, he's been playing so bad lately, but he's always producing at a high level because of the rushing upside he offers. So Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert Burrow, Hurts, those five guys. And then it's CJ Stroud all day. For sure. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the process.